0: Welcome back to the South End Zone podcast here on the Pink Skin Podcast Network. I'm your host Jason Bailey. I'm here with Eric Molehair. Eric, what's going on, man? How you
1: doing? Oh, hanging in there. Um, kind of a you know busy week. Uh, the boys graduate uh, tomorrow. We're recording this Thursday night. Um, graduation tomorrow, so of course, you know, a lot of visitors in town and a lot of work around the house, so how you doing? I hear you. Yeah, I hear you.
0: I- I'm good, man. Uh, college football is on fire at the moment, as Timmy likes to say. It is. I don't know that if we've had a more interesting off-season day in a while, <laughs> so... That, you know, for our listeners, we actually did record an episode Tuesday night uh, and we're going to discuss uh, the upcoming schedule for the year and a couple of other things, but we wanted to go ahead and record this uh, sort of emergency podcast because we felt it necessary to touch on, you know, all this shit that's going on in college football right now with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. So unless you're just a complete dinosaur and you don't have Twitter and you don't look at college football news in the offseason or whatever, then you may have missed the fact that Eric, I mean, Nick Saban pretty much became the content god last night when he basically said that, uh, quote, Texas A&M bought every one of their players in the in this recruiting class. And that also Jackson State paid Travis Hunter a million dollars. To come and play there, and so, and then he was dropping dimes on Miami too. About you know the kid that went to go and play basketball for four hundred thousand per season, and just you like you put in the group chat, dude. Like seven straight minutes of truth bomb, after god, truth just, bomb, after yeah. truth bomb, just straight facts for seven minutes, and so many people got butthurt about it, including most of all Jimbo Fisher, which we'll get to later. But talk to <laughs> I, I mean, me being a Bama fan, I don't want to give my take first because I want to look at it objectively. So, give me your take on what you like. Do you did you think it was going to incite such a reaction?
1: Well, you should know that. Yeah, no, I did. We we finished recording last night, and my wife was already asleep. I went to go put my computer away downstairs. I really wasn't tired, so I just kind of putzing around, and I saw wasn't even like the video clip. It was just, you know, we finished second. A&M finished first. They bought all their player players. We, we never bought one. I was like, God, I, I, you know, this is one of those things where it feels like it needs more context. Like what else did he say? Like what, what are these three sentences buried in? Right. Cause he has a tendency to do that where he'll go on a little bit of a monologue and then, you know, one uh, portion of a paragraph gets picked out and then people run with that.
0: So, oh yeah yeah it and, got and it then got i saw like crazy yeah,
1: and, and this is within an hour of us finishing up and then then i saw the video clip last night and i was stunned that he went that specific and oh, yeah. in depth in a in a public forum where he knows damn well that there you know people are recording him and what he's saying you know you just you typically don't get that kind of candor uh, from college football coaches
0: especially not one like saban i mean yeah
1: he, certainly not him yeah, you know, some mean, guys. He, yeah, you could see. Yeah, you know, I could see Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin. You know, or the first two guys <laughs> that come to mind. They could say something like that. Uh, Nick Saban kind of has the reputation of being a little more, uh, you know, kind he's of a robot up and bland. Yeah, he's, and, he's
0: a robot. He's going to say what he should say most of the time and move on.
1: Yeah. Now going back to the context bit, if you watch the whole six or seven minute clip and everything he's talking about leading up to you know, that three or four sentences that everybody focused on, then it, it's a little, I don't want to say less abrasive cause it's still, you know, obviously to some people it was very, a little too poignant, uh, but you know, it, it made, it made more sense. And it kind of changed, I guess, the tone of what I thought he was trying to get across with that when I heard the whole thing. But I was, I was amazed that he specifically called out a school or a team. Yeah. Three and, different
0: schools. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah well specifically called out a a conference and division rival mm-hmm. uh and then uh a guy that he does commercials with uh, in the offseason
0: yeah i don't know man it, it was crazy i, I kind of wish like okay take it putting the homer hat on for a second i i kind of wish he wouldn't have went just straight hardcore attacking individuals or programs like you said i kind of I kind of wish he wouldn't have done that, but he did come out today and apologize. Like, Oh, I didn't mean to sing anybody out, whatever. But you know, in all reality, he doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about it. Uh, you know, I don't think so. Probably not. No, I mean that. I
1: right, mean, he's, I don't think he's losing a ton of sleep. Now he made a lot of people's job easier last night and this morning, certainly, you know, cause it's, uh,
0: including ours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Include, yeah. We're no different. Um, yeah. Anyone who follows college football has been basically inundated with this story. Um, you know, all, all day. It's like you said, it's kind of the probably the biggest off season day. I'm trying last, to remember like, what is the last thing that even compares least. to this?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it feels like the Brian Harson thing was like five years ago.
1: <laughs> it does. You know? God, it was last month.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was last month and it feels like it never happened. It's crazy. So I don't know, man. I, I don't think anything of what Saban said is necessarily wrong. He didn't like call anybody a cheater. He didn't say any laws were broken. He didn't specifically say you guys are fucking cheaters. And he didn't specifically call out Jimbo Fisher. Didn't even mention him. Just said Texas A&M bought all their players. He he said what we're all thinking. Like we even said that two months ago.
1: Yeah, he is. But if you watch the whole clip and listen to everything he's saying, you know, the, the part about Texas A&M or the part about Jackson State, I don't think was meant to be a shot at them. I think he was using them as an example of, hey, th- this rule, we implemented this rule and it wasn't th- thought through well. And, you know, this is the byproduct. This is happening. And I think really his criticism was, you know, the rules allow for this. And that was never the intent. The intent was for for current established college student-athletes to be able to monetize their name, image, and likeness. It was never meant to become a recruiting tool. Now, I think most reasonable people kind of saw the writing on the wall that it was going to become that.
0: Of course.
1: And and he's right. That was never the intent. It was never going to be, well, who's got the most money? Who can, you know, it wasn't meant to be college-free agency. It was meant to be, hey, you know, this kid who might be a walk-on can now, instead of watching the university make money off selling his jersey, now he can go you know, shoot a commercial for a car dealership or he can go sell autographs or he can do this or that, you know, where they were prohibited before.
0: Yeah. And I mean, again, we, like we talked about uh, last week with Christy. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, listeners go back and check that out. Uh, We did an NIL episode last week with Christy Dosh and it was uh, very informative. So it might give you some better perspective on uh, all this NIL stuff that we're talking about between Saban and Jimbo. So again, I, I don't think any thing that he said was wrong. I think he said what a lot of people are thinking and the only people that I've really seen crucifying him for it are one Texas A&M in, in their entirety. And also like the only other stuff that I see on Twitter is just random people saying like, Oh, well he's been cheating for years. I'm like, okay, well, where's your fucking proof? Like, do you know he's cheating? Or are you just saying that to like, try and get likes? I, I don't get well, it.
1: I mean, for me personally, and I, you know, I get that not everyone holds this opinion, but for me, it's kind of like steroids in baseball 20 years ago. I just yeah. got to the point where I, you know, I assume everyone's doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean and...
0: not on, un, not uncommon. So I don't know it, uh, you kind of college football is turning into something where you used to, like, and this is just my personal opinion going a little bit off the rails here. Um, you know, used to, I was a diehard NFL fan, right? I mean, you remember you knew me 20 years ago when I was a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan. Okay. And then
1: hard being the operative word. Yeah. Oh
0: God. And <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, that's a, that's another discussion for another pod. God damn you. All right. Um, so I stayed that way for a long time until, all the politics got involved in sports, you know, with the Colin Kaepernick stuff and, you know, the kneeling during the national anthem and all that. And politics got involved in the NFL and I ejected from it. And now I don't pay any attention to anything NFL related, unless it's what's happening between the whistles. And I sort of feel like that's, yeah. that's kind of the direction, you know, because I couldn't enjoy it. Otherwise It was like, all just too much bullshit. And I kind of feel like that's unless some kind of regulation happens in college football, that's kind of where I'm headed there too, where it's like, man, I'm so sick of this jumping up and down bullshit, like players transferring everywhere. It's just, it's impossible to keep up with. Like I'd rather just watch the games, you know, but at the same time, (laughs) it's a sport I love and like to talk about and want to preserve. So I, I don't know that. Not to go off on a tangent, but that's just kind of—I think some serious regulation needs to happen. I mean, do you disagree?
1: I don't. I just don't know how they can do that. The—I mean—the problem is, and I guess I didn't realize this until I heard Saban say it last night, um, and then kind of looked into it, and then listened back to some of the stuff we talked about with Christy last week. But you know, one of the sticking points that a lot of coaches have an issue with is—you know—the NCAA has rules, and we talked last week about the—the the guidelines they put out, right about. Mm -hmm. or the statement they made with, hey, you know, here's the rules and and these will be investigated type stuff. Well, the catch is a lot of those rules the NCAA can't enforce. Yeah, because they'll face
0: litigation every time.
1: Because they'll get sued because a lot of those are in conflict with certain state laws. So they could hold, uh, you know, they could hold Missouri accountable for breaking one of the, the NCAA rules, but maybe not Florida State. Because Florida, Missouri might have two different NIL laws, state laws. So it's like, well, you know, know, this school is acting within the confines of the state law. You can't not let them do that. You know, state law says they can do that. So here's your lawsuit. And that's kind of the biggest challenge. And both coaches, to their credit, really acknowledge that it's not solely about them. But they both, I think, are maybe frustrated with what they see as in kind of the inequality. As far as how how the rules apply or can be enforced, d- depending on where you're at, you know. Yeah. And Jimbo even said he's like, I just would like kind of a universal set of rules, you know, something uniform that everybody can adhere to. And again, hey, you know, well, we didn't break any laws.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well we'll get we'll get it's to his comments kinda, in just a second. Yeah, it's kind of dancing they're,
1: around. But yeah it, it's
0: utterly at the end of the day ridiculous.
1: it is true like it's not incorrect it's just kind of yeah. a sneaky yeah. way to i don't
0: you know, know that it's not yourself. i don't know that it's not incorrect but we're we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we're gonna we're gonna tee it up we're gonna tee up jimbo fisher and it probably eviscerate him because he he deserves it after that bullshit he spouted off today so we'll be we'll be right back with you NBA playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a little bit of cash into a lot of cash? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay, combine multiple bets, and boom, you have a shot. At an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to twenty-five dollars if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet five dollars on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for the details. into the south end zone podcast here on the pigskin podcast network eric before we broke we were talking about uh nick saban and his comments and uh you know all the truth bombs that he dropped and how college football has just been a complete and utter shitstorm for the last 24 hours but what we haven't talked much about was the response (laughs) the multiple responses all over twitter my personal favorite was lane kiffin you know jumping into the twitter burst and you know, saying, hey, maybe Saban's got a point. Uh, I don't disagree with him. He kind of lined out uh, some of the stuff that we've lined out in uh, previous episodes about Texas a and recruiting. You know, getting five total five stars over four seasons. And then all of a sudden, they signed eight. seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven, me. eight, eight yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. So, again, not saying there's fire, but there's definitely some smoke. So
1: yeah,
0: uh, this morning, and I actually watched the whole thing when it came out. Um, Jimbo Fisher called a press conference and just basically went out and completely eviscerated Nick Saban. I mean, just called him a straight up, just yeah, everything short of just calling him a flat out liar. I mean,
1: yeah, the the only thing it was I the mean, most
0: personal. It was the most personal shot that I've ever seen fired at another coach in a college football press conference. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen another one.
1: The, he didn't use the word fraud. He suggested and insinuated enough things to where he just, he went right up to that line of saying, Hey, this guy's a phony and he's been cheating this whole time. And he's a piece of shit. And you're all, you've all been fooled and stopped just short of that. But he left, he he didn't leave a lot of meat on the bone. Like he really got some stuff off his chest. And and I watched the saving clip last night and I kind of thought to myself that it sort of took me back to my, my younger years, you know, 20, 25 years ago, like, uh, almost like rap battles, right? Like diss tracks. You yeah. Know, where, hey, you know, if these two guys don't like each other. Well, this guy puts out a disc track on the end. You know, people be like, oh, well, this guy's got 48 <laughs> hours to respond, or he's got to take that L and, you know, Jimbo did not even, <laughs> you know, he took no. about 12 yeah, um, no. and came and he really, really went after him in a very personal, very, like very personal way.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what really like blew my, blew my mind about it is that Saban didn't even mention Jimbo Fisher just said Texas A&M bought all their players and you could just take the Bill Parcells approach to that and be like, well, I don't really give a damn what he says about it. You know, we're not breaking any rules moving on. But instead of that, he comes out and just, God, man, it was the biggest, like, I mean, this is just speaking. This is not Alabama related. Okay, so I don't want you to like think I'm wearing my Homer hat here. But this is just ultimately, dude. It's a big, giant crybaby stance that he took. Like he's standing somewhat. up there saying, "Yeah, somewhat." Staying sitting up there saying, "Like, oh well." He's like hiding behind the kids. Like, oh, you're gonna attack kids. You're gonna attack the kids and their families. I don't recall. Nick Saban mentioning anything about the players specifically or their families. Like that's not in there. Uh,
1: yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of like a, a little bit of a leap, like from, yeah. from looking at what Saban actually said to kind of, you know, maybe that's just how he interpreted it saying, Hey, you know, if, if the kids are saying they went here, they came here cause this is where they want to play. This is where they want to go to school. This is where they want to spend the next four years. And someone is out there saying they're only in the, you know, they're only coming here for the money you know, effectively calling that kid a liar and it's just, it's, just, it's a reach for me.
0: Yeah. It's a big reach. I mean, ultimately dude, like I said, he, he goes that route first, like, Oh, you're attacking my kids. This, this and the other. Okay, fine. You want to take that route? Go ahead. Whatever. Then <laughs> I mean, I mean, some of the words he was using. I mean, I'm not going to quote the whole thing for you here, but like you, you know, if you're a listener, just you know, go YouTube it. It's out there. It's on it's Texas. Not AM's hard to find. Page. Yeah. No, it's very easy. You pull up any sports shit. The first headline you'll see in college football is stuff about this. So, but some of the words he was using, like it's shameful, it's despicable. I can't believe I'm having to sit up here and do this for the second time because Lane Kiffin is the other guy that he sort of called out in that press conference like oh second time I've had to do this you know a couple of grown men so he's obviously calling out Kiffin there for his comments but I'm sitting here going he can sit over there and defend it all he wants but not one but two coaches have now come out and said they bought their entire recruiting class I mean do we just think that Jimbo Fisher is blatantly just like put the blinders on and I don't see what's happening because I'm going to get to some other comments. He said here in a minute, but I mean, am I crazy to think that two sec head coaches, one of which has not won a national championship. So you can't use that argument, you know, where Kiffin's not on top. He's not even close to being on top like Saban is. So you can talk all you want about how, Oh, well it's easy for Saban. He's got all the advantages. This, that Kiffin ain't got that shit. And Kiffin's just, Telling it like he thinks, like he's calling it, like he sees it. So, I mean, I I think Jimbo was way off base there, going after the both of those guys. So I don't know.
1: I watched it and I kind of thought back to that first press conference he had after the you know when he got heated after Kiffin's comments uh, back in you know signing day. And I I just sort of had kind of the same feel where it's like, hey, you know, if you feel like you're being personally attacked and called out and you want to defend yourself, fine, you know, all for it. You you have that right and you deserve. Uh, an opportunity to do that but again he was just a bit over the top for me with again though, you know, we're not going anywhere like god damn it man you're an eight and 14 again <laughs> like yeah you know that, um
0: that's my whole thing about this that that's you know i I, di- I completely agree with you and my whole thing i actually tweeted it today i was like i couldn't care less about texas a and m or Texas or USC or any of these other schools that are making news in the NIL space. I don't care what they're doing. They could sign fucking Jerry Rice for all I care. Until they start winning meaningful games on a consistent basis, I don't care what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's just it's money. Just, it's other yeah. people's money.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's content creation. I, I, I don't care about these teams. Like, okay, great. Yeah, you were eight and four last year. USC was four and eight. Texas five and seven. Like, you guys sucked. Okay, great. You got some good players. Put it together on the field for a couple of seasons and then talk to me. I think you feel the same way.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I I was fine with Jimbo, you know, defending himself. And even if he felt that, uh, you know, the the kids on his team were being attacked or, uh, you know, insulted, you know, defending them as well. I'm good with all that. It's what he should do. He just...
0: But should he personally have attacked Saban and called him a fraud? I mean, should he have done that? so and,
1: yeah my you know personal opinion i think he went a little bit overboard with just you know how much dirt he wants to lead people to believe he has on the rest of the college football world yeah it's like hey you know you were an lsu assistant now if it, if anyone's waiting for jimbo fisher to tell the, to tell them where the bodies are buried it's not going to happen because no. he's probably still got the shovel in his garage
0: right? <laughs> that's, I mean, what like, I'm sa- that's what i'm it, it's saying it's got a very that's like
1: mutually assured destruction type of feel to it like yeah you know you guys just gonna keep going back and forth you know just roll the ball out there put 11 on a side and and play it out and one team will be better and one team will not um well my
0: my oh go
1: ahead oh i just you know but until then it's just kind of it's like a a lot of other things that happen in the off season it's really kind of just words it doesn't mean anything as far as results yet although uh it does make week six appointment viewing uh, for a lot of people (laughs) if it wasn't already.
0: Yeah. That that just became one of the biggest uh, storyline games of the year, obviously. But uh, my favorite part of uh, what Jimbo said, like, you know, major plot hole incoming. Okay. My personal favorite part of this is he said, and I quote, we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't break any laws. We did it right. Okay. Okay.
1: Now that, that might be, that might be three sentences that are factually correct.
0: Right. Okay. Might be. Okay.
1: Probably maybe are.
0: So. Maybe. Because I think Texas and would then, be
1: one of those states that absolutely would, would change, <laughs> change their own NIL state laws to, to benefit their schools. Right. You know, maybe so, more than anyone.
0: Right. So part of that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Maybe they did do that. Whatever. But. How Then. And then 60 seconds later. 60 seconds later, he says, well, when he's asked about NIO collectives, (laughs) he says, I know we have a collective here at our university. I don't really know what they do. I don't know who got what. I'm not involved with it.
1: You must think I'm dumb.
0: So you're telling me, coach, that we did it right. No laws were broken. I know we did it right. But yet you have no fucking idea what your collective is doing, who's involved with it, or what's going on. Those two sentences don't line up.
1: They, I mean, depending on his definition of we, you know, depending on what your definition
0: of is, is
1: kind of, I mean, you know, when he (laughs) says we did it right, who's we, you know, if he's talking about the coaching staff, you know, yeah. Okay. If he, if he's, if his stance is my coaches never promised any player X amount of dollars, we never set any of that up. All that was done external to the staff. You know, and if that's so, then then and that is how he's defining we. Then those those two paragraphs are like they're compatible.
0: Yeah, but you can't say he's just defining that as we because he's over there going, well, Texas A and we ain't going nowhere. He's talking about don't attack my university as a whole.
1: Right now, th- the rub for me is I don't buy for a second that that collective is doing anything financially with his players that he doesn't know about. I don't think he's that yeah. type of guy to to not be personally involved and up to speed just like i don't think nick saban is the type of guy to do that he he knows no
0: fuck yeah he knows they all know that's what i'm saying these guys at these big major universities they know and all of them including jimbo fisher are going to push the fucking envelope as far as they can possibly push it to give themselves an advantage and for you know nick saban who took a holier-than-thou approach to where, you know, oh, well, all our players get the same stuff, and then if they want to go earn more, they can We didn't buy a single player. That's what Saban said. He took a holier-than-thou approach, and that's fine. But (laughs) And then Jimbo stands up and does the same thing, but with a lot more fire, you know, and I'm just going, God, man, you guys, you're all fucking liars. You're all lying, all of you. Saban, Fisher, they're all lying. It's all bullshit. They're all paying these kids. They're all directly involved. I'd be, I mean, I would be shocked, like you said, if Jimbo has no fucking clue what's going on his Collective. That, to me, is total fucking bullshit.
1: Yeah, the idea that the Collective attacks A&M and, and these big money boosters and all these external people are, are interacting and dealing with his players and he has no clue what's going on, I, I don't buy it for a second. You know, and no, it's not I, mm. just like, you know, before NIL when, uh, you know, none of this stuff necessarily was legal. Well, you know, don't fool yourself people into thinking that this type of stuff didn't happen before.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's know, been going everywhere. on at every major university everywhere. I mean, it went, you know, one that I, being an Alabama fan, one that I brings to mind is Cam Newton, you know, at Auburn. <laughs> I mean, that you know, that shit was going on. His dad was shopping him to major universities. I mean, like 600K to go to Mississippi State, you know, bigger numbers to go to Auburn. I mean, that shit's been going on forever. I mean, Bear Bryant, when he was at Alabama, was like notorious for, you know, paying players and arranging hostesses for players and stuff like that. I mean, that shit's been going on since the beginning of time. So, now that there's even more cameras and more focus on it, now you're gonna stand up and talk about you're doing it fucking lily white. Get yeah. out of town. I ain't buying that shit for a dollar.
1: No. Yeah, I'll tell you, and there are coaches out there who who are doing it lily white and are, are towing the line and you know one hundred percent of the time and not even you know, but they're the guys who go three and nine and get fired. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly and that's right. what you know I can't I, don't know, I know I know four guys who played Division One football. All four of these guys, so different schools, uh, different conferences, even different times. Like none of these four dudes know each other, but in separate conversations with them over the last you know handful of years, you know it's a very similar type of of kind of story, I guess. Where well, you know the boosters you know gave this guy however many thousand dollars you know when he was deciding or. You know, you'd be out in the, you know, whatever that university's kind of common area is, um, you know, after the game. And yeah, there's you know because you could tell because they were all the guys in the you know, a specific type of sport coat and they all had like a stat sheet in their hand, be like, oh hey, yeah, you had you had nine tackles and forced to fumble. Yeah, you know, slip them in an envelope right after yeah. the game. One <laughs> of these guys played in the nineties. So it's not you know, this isn't some No, some it's new like that scene it's concept. like that
0: scene from the yeah, it's like that scene from the program, you know, where Alvin Mack yeah. gets, you know, a few hundred dollars, and the the freshman running back gets fifty bucks, and he's like, "Some guy just gave me fifty dollars, man." And he's like, "Don't worry, you'll get five or six hundred yeah. once yeah. you're starting." You know, yep. it's like the NCAA assholes won't let us have jobs, so you take your money when you can get it. You know.
1: Yeah, and, pretty much, uh, and. Yeah, I, I think like I said, that's back, been
0: going on forever. So for him yeah. to stand up and just say that bullshit uh, now that it's even semi legal, just stop. Just fucking stop it. Like, yeah, please it's frustrating because so
1: many people, you know, so many people believe it's one. It's one of those things where, you know, not not being a lifelong fan of any one college team, I kind of avoid, but I do sit back and kind of chuckle at everyone. You know, every school out there, right? Their fans think that there are 129 cheaters in fbs football and one clean team and that their one their team is the one clean team and everyone else is crooked <laughs> right. oh
0: yeah i i used to be that guy until i started doing a podcast and it really opened my eyes and made me more objective yeah. on looking at college football as a whole and i'm sure 100 sure that there are some dirty motherfuckers at alabama I, I have no doubt about that in my mind yeah. you don't win that I,
1: much and not break some rules like how how many years would you have to go back to find a national championship that didn't have guys taking some sort of illicit benefit? Oh, yeah. From someone, like probably like the 50s.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it, like maybe, maybe further. Who knows? I mean, the Tom Osborne years at Nebraska. Oh, yeah. There was some shady shit going on there. Urban Myers years at Florida. I mean, fuck, we know those years were just marred with controversy. Guys like Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. people like that. I mean, just... There's always some crazy shit going on, but now that there's even a bigger microscope on it to sit there and take a holier than thou approach to me is just fucking ridiculous. I I don't, I think Saban was wrong for even addressing it. I mean, if I'm being honest, if I was him, I would have just been like, well, I don't like the trajectory of where it's at. It's not a sustainable model. Like I've said, you know, but hopefully we'll get some regulation on it. Moving on.
1: Yeah. No, he was a hundred percent correct and in the right you know, or at least I 100% agreed with everything he said in like that first five and a half minutes, like as far as, you know, and he caught some grief about this when he started talking about, you know, used to be parody in college football. And I think people (laughs) took that the wrong way because they're like parody, No, you've been, you've been on top for 10 years. And before that it was Florida, before that it was Miami, before that it was, and that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about level playing field as far as what teams are allowed to do where, you know, academic support, medical support, stipends. Uh, scholarship limited you know resource wise everything was on the level playing field up until 12 months ago that's the parody he was talking about now when he's going in about you know nil was never meant to be this but it turned into that and you know some of us were saying this was going to happen and we didn't think it was good for college athletics as a whole or college football in particular and no one wanted to listen and thought we're all blowing smoke and you know, here's here's what it should have been, and here's what it is, and here's where it's going. All that I was 100 percent on board with. I, I I didn't love calling out specific schools. Like he didn't yeah, say the neither. words Jimbo Fisher, right? I get it. He didn't say Jimbo Fisher. Well, yeah. he said a And M bought all their players. Well, who the hell does anyone think he's talking about? Right. He's talking about Jimbo Fisher, right? So yeah. And I didn't. I think it's one of those things. Probably five minutes after he said it, he realized, God damn it, yeah, I really shouldn't have done that. Like, I think he's a self-aware enough guy to be like, ah, that was maybe a little too far.
0: Well, and Jimbo, he he said in his press conference, like, oh, yeah, Nick Saban, yeah, he called. I fucking declined it. We're done. Like, I'm done with that guy. Like, fuck him, <laughs> you know? And it just, cr- like, crushed his personality. Like, go dig into his past. Like, you'll find some fucking dirt. Like, I mean, yeah, just he went used off the word on a... Yeah, just went off on a complete tangent and crushed him. And I was just like, man, damn, dude. Like, oh, he's the greatest ever, huh? Okay. I'm like, well, kind of is. <laughs> he's won a shit ton of championships and you've won one. So, you know, when you catch up, maybe maybe you're the greatest of all time. I, I don't know. I, I think it was just a complete shit show. And I don't even know what to make of it beyond like just, I wish Jimbo Fisher would stop doing press conferences.
1: I don't. I think it's kind of a. one of those, like, I don't, uh, I you know, I may not love uh, the tone of his press conferences or agree with a lot of his opinions, but it, you know, it does keep the needle moving a little bit. It is interesting. Um, and I am curious to see well, kind of what, because I watched him talk and I was like, God, you know, what are the odds that maybe some skeletons start working their way out of the closet? Like, you know, a former Alabama player or a former disgruntled Alabama coach with specifics and not just, You know, vague generalities about, oh, well, yeah, you know, you know, if people knew this or if people knew about that, what, you know, type stuff. Um, Yeah. But, but I also don't want college football to turn into WWE either. Right.
0: And that's kind of what it is right now. It's a big feud. Well, I mean, that's what it's been today. And Jimbo plays a big he, – he plays the diva, you know, and he's trying to draw attention to his program and, you know, good on him because it's succeeding. But I can't – I had a funny conversation today. I go back to the comments that I was talking about earlier where on one hand he says we did it right, we didn't break any rules, we did this, we did that, we're not going anywhere. And then on the other hand he's like, well, we have a collective, but I have no fucking idea what they do. You know, I'm not involved in that. That's like getting <laughs> – Imagine if Jimbo Fisher got pulled over for speeding, and the cops like, "Oh, do you know why I pulled you over?" He's like, uh, "No, I don't." He's like, "Okay, well, you were speeding," and Jimbo Fisher responds with, "I was absolutely not speeding. There's no way I was speeding. I drive right all the time." And the cops like, "Well, do you know what the speed limit was?" And he's like, "No, I have no idea what the speed limit in this zone is. I don't know, but I know I wasn't speeding."
1: Right. That's sort of that kind of that vibe I got, where it's like, "Well, if you don't know," If you want, you know, if you want to try to credibly claim that you don't know what your collective is doing, then you can't, you can't give me any assurance that you did it the right way and some some saying. shady things aren't happened. Like it's got to be one or the other. It's um, one or the
0: other. It's fucking ridiculous. And were you spading? You know, nope. and, and again, not.
1: it really comes back to who who is we. And so, if you want me to believe that that someone who is a a type A control freak personality like Jimbo Fisher is and like Nick Saban is and like most college head football coaches are doesn't know everything that's happening with with these collective and the boosters and the administration and all this stuff kind of you know semi behind the scenes like if you want me to believe that they don't know everything about that I I don't know what to tell you (laughs) it's not even worth a discussion because we're not (laughs) we're not even to a point where we can agree what reality is so yeah like there's no there's no starting there I mean these guys, they know it's just, it's, it's almost hardwired into their DNA to have their finger on everything. Yeah. So if you want me to believe that Jimbo Fisher has no idea what the collective people are Texas in them to, I know, like look somewhere else.
0: <laughs> no. Oh geez. Well, I don't know, man, that, like you said, October 8th going to be a, uh, or whatever day it is. I think it's the 8th. It, uh, it's going to be a legit matchup, be a ton of uh, build up for it. That'll be really interesting. But uh, the last piece of news I wanted to touch on before we close this emergency-esque pod, we got word Jordan Addison. We talked about it last night on the pod, which I'm going to have to cut it out now. But, yep. uh, <laughs> We talked about it last night and Timmy, you know, suggested Texas. And I thought USC and well, we got word today. He's expected to commit to USC, put it out on his Twitter. So Lincoln Riley, man,
1: big haul. I also guessed Texas, but maybe I shouldn't have. Cause that was just based on, I think they can, you know, if he's truly uh, transferring for uh, NIL related purposes, you know, all else being equal then Texas would be the place. But I think he's uh I think he actually announced Now it's not like a reports that he's going to, like he actually said himself, correct.
0: Yeah. He put it out. He put it out on his Twitter page.
1: So now we're back where we were two weeks ago with, Oh, he's going to USC. you know, right? Cause that was sort of the initial wave right. of reports was, Oh, well uh, he got offered X million of dollars uh, to transfer to USC. And this is while he's still enrolled and on the roster at Pitt Pitt. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a good player. I'm sure he'll do well there. Uh, I don't know that it, what his chances are of his draft stock moving up or down based on this season alone. I wouldn't think a ton, but yeah, I mean, he's um, already
0: probably projected as a top 15 pick, I would think. But I mean, if he goes to, I mean, like I said last night and you know, we'll, you won't hear that on the next episode we put out, but, um, like we, like I talked about, if Drake London can be a top ten pick, I feel like Jordan Addison is much, much more talented than him. Yeah, I, mean, I agree
1: with that. I mean, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that, that moving from Pitt to USC is solely about draft position because I don't see how I don't I don't see a way for him to greatly improve where he's already probably projected to go. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, and maybe maybe he sure some par- spring I'm sure partly- balls.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it was partly money motivated. You know, I'm sure he got a sweet NIL deal or several to go out there. But also, you know, it's Southern California, I mean, it's one of the, you know, best weather places to live on earth. There's pretty girls everywhere. It's not like Southern California doesn't have a certain draw to it, you know, for a, a no, college I mean, kid.
1: Yeah, for a college there's plenty to like. Um, yeah. You know, and so, then you look at his yeah. situation with Pitt. Well, his his offensive coordinator just left. Uh, his quarterback just went to the draft. You know, maybe there's a little uncertainty on, Hey, what does this year look like for me to where he's thinking, you know, well, maybe I, I go out there and have a year and I'm not a top 15 pick anymore.
0: Well, and two, I, I think if you go, it's like I talked about last night, if he went to Texas, he's got a lot of people to compete with, be it B. John Robinson, getting the rock a lot, Xavier Worthy, getting the rock a lot, you know, Quinn Ewers, what we don't even know how good the, the guy's going to be, whereas he goes to USC. He automatically is the number one feature player in that offense, and he's going to get the fucking ball a shit ton. And he will be the most dynamic player on pretty much, yeah, every field that he steps on in the Pac-12. He's probably the best player in the Pac-12 now, bar none. I, I, I don't – I can't yeah, think prob- of one I mean, offhand. Off no one, yeah, probably no one jumps out at me. Um, no. No.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking, know. okay, Arizona, no. Arizona State, no. Uh, no. Cal Stanford, hell no. Stop. Uh, <laughs> just, stop. <laughs> just
0: make it stop. No. I mean, Utah might have some, you know, skill guys like corners that might be, you know, good enough, whatever, but just from a pure talent, skill talent standpoint, nobody can touch him in the Pac 12. Not yeah, that they couldn't the ACC either. So I, I don't know, but. We'll see, man. It's going to be really interesting. USC will be fun to watch, I think. Uh, Lincoln Riley has put some dudes in the NFL. You know, he's put some guys up for Heisman's. And I don't know, man. It'll be uh, really interesting to see. So, uh, do you have anything else before I shut her down?
1: Jimbo better not go 8-4 and again this year. Uh, It's it's, going to be bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it is going to be bad because now not only, you know, might he get fired, but now – you know, his prospects of going to Nick Saban's home for wayward coaches is yeah. seriously evaporated.
1: Diminished. Yeah. <laughs> is. He is in jeopardy of not getting a, a rebound shot.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, not good. I don't know. Yeah. All well, right. hopefully, well, hopefully
1: that's not what he meant by we're not going anywhere. That, that, but, you know, <laughs> they're going to be 8-4 and four again.
0: <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up. We'd like to thank our corporate sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, and our network, the Pittskin Podcast Network. And uh we will be back with you next week with our schedule episode that we already recorded. So until then, catch you guys later. Thank you very much. Have a great day.